The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. I'm going to try to raise my shade so this stupid thing is not in my face. We're going to be joined today, Matt, by a guy that uh, you know really well and who I know, uh, Bantamweight champion Aljamain Sterling will hang with us for the show, which is always nice. We have someone who we're comfortable with. What movie is this from? He smiled at me. He smiled at me. Well, it depends. That bastard, he smiled at me. That was from The Godfather. Um, is there a different movie you're talking about? Yes. Okay, say it again. He smiled at me. A guy or a girl says that? It's a guy saying it to John Goodman. Oh, I don't know. And he's talking about a baby. I'm going to guess. Raising Arizona. Oh, I, I honestly don't. I've Have seen you that. ever seen that movie? It is so wacky, and I wonder how that holds up now. It's such a wacky movie. Is that Nicolas Cage? Yes, it is with Nicolas Cage. Okay, and who else? Was that Joaquin? Was that, uh, no, River Phoenix, or am I nuts? You're nuts. No River Phoenix? No, it's not River Phoenix. I don't think it was. It was was a classic. But uh, anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. What year did it come out, Raising Arizona? That's so old. uh, 87, there you go. Wow, that's kind of sad. It is a long time. Nobody, no, no, the kids out there, nobody, and probably most people do not know that movie. Dude, I did a reference. I was on the radio this morning talking to Sam, and I said something about, uh, I did a reference. It was like a weird one-line reference to a Steve Martin movie in 1984 called All of Me. And they're like, what? I'm like, you don't know, with Steve Martin, Lily Tomlin, it's really funny. And um, the fact that I mentioned a 1984 film and expected people to get a one-line reference, we're old men, Matt. That's what it is. I'm older than you, unfortunately. I don't feel old because I'm living on the mats. Aljo is in the waiting room. Let's bring in, we don't make the bantamweight champion wait, Aljamain Sterling.
Look at his hair. He's growing it out. Champ, where are you right now? What, what am I looking at? In Vegas. Um, but where are you specifically in Vegas? Is this your house? This is Mikasa. Very nice. That's a great mic. So you have like a whole setup for podcasting and all that at home. Yeah, yeah. I just got it done actually this past weekend, and I'm excited to show it. <laughs> that looks great, dude. Thank you. Is the week scraps the monthly scraps now, or are you doing it weekly now? It's been weekly until we went away to uh, Jamaica. Now, listen, I think we should start with that because pictures talk about the time of your life. Uh, Jimmy, did you see? First of all, give us a rundown of who went and how long. Uh, it was myself, Marab, Iaquinta, Dennis Bazookia, and uh, Jake Fine. Wow. Now that's oh, a, my that's cousin, a, my cousin, my cousin too. And then my brother that lives down there. So they, they all jumped in and it was a good time. Everybody had a great time. Did you stay in a hotel, Airbnb with family? Airbnb. Okay. Did you get a nice one? It was, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a, we, you know, we had a nice one. We had something okay. Okay. You have to realize it can't be safe running around the streets at night. Did you try to talk to Marab? I seen him getting a late night jog and that's that's that that has to be dangerous i would think yeah i try to explain to him multiple times that jamaica is not like georgia um he liked to think differently and, and there was somebody who actually stopped him on the run and actually told him that hey brother you shouldn't run any any further past here and kind of let them know like at, at, we try telling him, I just, there's no, you know, he's going to do what he's going to do. And uh, maybe sometimes you got to learn the hard way. Hopefully not. Sure. Um, yeah. But thankfully nothing, nothing, nothing happened. So where, where in Jamaica was he running? What, what was it? Kingston? Kingston, Ocho Rios. Um, yeah. Just wherever he likes to run. He's, he's big in running. I've never been a big runner. Um, as you can see, I get pretty big. Um but yeah, so he he'll go for a run anywhere that he could have, and uh, I mean it's nice when you go during the day or safer parts. But yeah, we don't know the area. It's best to kind of listen to the locals. Treadmill, yeah, <laughs> treadmill. What a fucking treadmill! But yeah, man, I saw you guys in waterfalls and sipping coconuts, and and uh, <laughs> I saw Marab giving self defense lessons to some some young ladies. It was it looked like a yeah. good time, man. Oh my, Jimmy. Yeah. To be young again, Jimmy. I didn't do that stuff when I was young anyway. I was too out of shape for the beach. So uh, I'm the same now as I was many years ago. I was in Brazil, but we didn't do a whole lot of beach work. Yeah. Yeah. We're jogging. I will say the uh, self defense lesson kind of got me in trouble somehow through osmosis. I got I got yelled at for that, even though I did absolutely nothing. Listen. Guilty by association sometimes. You got to, you know, that's scary. But I, I didn't see you in any bad videos. You, you, you're good. You're good by me. So, fuck, man. How long? I was just talking to Longo. I go, wait, where's Aljo? I thought he was like, we're doing Eddie's. He goes, ah, I told him we're doing sports. There's uh, going to be some sparring on Saturday. Then I heard he's in Vegas. What happened? Did you just jump on? <laughs> you are a man that cannot sit still. You're traveling more than Master Henson. <laughs> oh, man. When are you coming back? Um, How long are you away now? Well, I came out here to do PT, you know, so trying to get my bicep back in order. It's just been two training camps like this. I, I don't want to do a third one like this. It's people don't understand that, you know, they see the fight and they think, oh, you got by. I'm like, yeah, I got by doing what I need to do. 
but injuries, everyone's got them. And I have a partially torn bicep tendon. I've been saying this is like, it's like, it falls on deaf ears. You know, no one wants to hear it. They only want to know when you're getting back in there and fighting. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I literally been fighting hurt my last two fights. Um, so it'd be nice to, to take care of this finally. And, uh, we'll see what happens after that. What's the process of healing? Like a partially torn bicep, like, uh, they do surgery or can they just rehab it? You could do surgery. Um, and they would, they would, what they call re-anchor it down. At least this is the way they explain it to me here at the PI. I've never even heard of that procedure. And then the other thing is just PT, which means I would just have to stop training altogether. So I, I took off the time that most of the time that the doctor recommended, I thought it was kind of, um, didn't make a lot of sense to me, um, to, to take off a full month, then to jump right into a training camp. I didn't think that would be wise. So I trained here and there. And even with all that time off, I still didn't make much improvements. I came back here and they said, this is pretty much the same exact way you left it when you left us the last time. So, so surgery, if you were to get surgery, how long would that lay you up for? Um, well, I did my right bicep. I tore this one and that I, I wasn't able to compete for six months. So wow. I was out for about three months, but that was also a three round fight. We're talking 25 minutes. So that's a big game changer sure. in itself, you know? So it's not like I could just get, if it was a three round fight, you know, I could push through it and, you know, tough it out. But a guy who can actually wrestle, um, I'm going to need to use my underhook arm, which is my, my good side is my left side. Um, I'm righty, but I use my left side for the underhooks and to use that against Henry, I'm going to need that. So to kind of go out there short change again and, and roll the dice. I mean, people were pissed at TJ, even though vice versa, TJ was having great training sessions and great sparring. So that's on him. But me, I know I can weigh out the pros, you know, the pros and the cons. And there's not many pros for this other than, oh, you, you're a badass, but to who? Who gives a shit? If you lose, then it's like, oh, you should never went in there compromised. Right. Because people don't usually want to hear it from the hurt guy as much. Like people are like, ah, you should, you know, you're right. I, if you win, you're a hero. But if you lose, nobody wants to hear, hey, I was injured, especially against a guy like Cejudo. Um, who, who's dangerous? He hasn't fought in a few years, but you're smart to want to be completely healthy to fight Cejudo. Yeah, he's who's he, who knows what this guy's been doing. He hasn't been in the USADA testing pool for two and a half years. His injuries, I'm pretty sure, are nice and healed up. Yeah. You know, so uh, kudos to him. He's been on the sidelines hanging out and he's been able to relax and chill and heal up his body while we've been fighting and we've been competing. So it's only fair for me to come in there just as healthy as he is, you know? Sure. So um, that's kind of the way I look at it. Um, I'm no dummy, you know, he's, he's looking at the perfect opportunity to try to strike and I'm not going to fall for it. So uh, I'm going to make sure I'm well-prepared and uh, hopefully he can sit and wait. If not, then maybe he could go fight Sean for an interim title. Before we go any further, let's recap what we talked about. Shahudo, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like to have fun. I want to get the party going. Listen, <laughs> anyway, I just know the only thing I remember about that video with the Beach Boys, and this is an old school song, it's the Kokomo, is. John Stamos did not even sit there on bango jumps like this. Look, you know, anyway. Uh, what have you been watching? I know you're into that whole power universe. I mean, for some reason, I remember in like your last speech, you're like, ah, 
50 Cent put me in the power universe. What all right. me, a guy who doesn't all I know is that Jimmy was in it and he was like some kind of priest and he's no he's not yeah, in yeah. I saw Jimmy. I saw Jimmy. Yeah, I got a good put, killing. I got a good stabbing in season four. I think ah, Jimmy got shanked. Uh you know, tell me why do you want to be in that? What do you like about that so much? Is it still going on? I don't know anything about it. Well, one is New York based, most of it. And two, it's a good storyline. I like drugs, crime, all that stuff in terms of like a movie. Yes, um, like, or TV show. Let's not cut that up. Yeah. You, you pause after you say you like drugs. <laughs> yeah, I know. Someone's going to just put that one part. Oh, Algerman likes drugs. Um, I like movies that have all those type of things in it. So it's just fun to watch. It's a great storyline, I thought. And um, it just reminds me of. Um, some of the things that I, I kind of wanted to do when I was younger and uh, it's kind of like my great escape. So I've always been a fan of watching the show. Um, thankfully, I, I didn't go down that path. And, um, you know, my dad might have been might have or might have not been involved in some of that stuff. So it, it's it's kind of got some um, hits home a little bit for me, you know, so uh, I, I enjoy it. I think it's a great storyline. 50 cents from Queens. Uh, he's a New York guy as well. So scenes stuff like that it's like oh i would love to be a part of something like this with someone who's got a similar background as i do is did you reach out i'm sorry jimmy did you reach good. out to anybody your manager or did you reach out to the ufc Go, nah. hey, let's open the door here come on man i'm the fucking champion you got you got <laughs> you got fucking um uh kamara Usman fucking sitting there in black panther too i seen that shit had a talking yeah. role too you know he was in there and he had one big, we had a role in the beginning where they show him and he was fighting with the other big guy who reminds me of my brother-in-law, Edwin, the really big fucking guy. And he's like arguing back and forth, like, watch it, Shaquilla, whatever his name is. And then at the end, when they're like all celebrating, all of a sudden you see a, a, a clip and you see Kamara like this. Like, like, like. That's it. That's him in the movie. I can do that yeah. shit. Easy. That. Very easy. Very easy. Is Joe Sikoris, I, I I haven't, uh, I know that it's branched off a bunch. It is a whole like universe. Is uh, Joe Sikora in the one you're talking about or is he, has he, is he still surviving in that series? So there's Power Book Force, which is the main star is Joe, Joseph uh, Sikora. And then there's Tyreek, the son, who was in Power Book, the original. He's in Power Book 2. And then you got the story of Kanan, who is 50 Cent. And you get to see his prequel, like his upbringing how he got to become um Kanan in the original power and that's season that's episode no that's power book three and then you have bmf blowing um black mafia yeah. family which is based on um the og big meech so it's like everyone has their own little spinoff which is kind of fun so it's like you could watch whoever story that you're kind of a fan of or you could watch just the original and just be done with it so it kind of gives you an option which i i I enjoy because I watch all of them. Joseph Sikora is the man. His his uh, presence and how he just delivers his roles, I think, is just spot on every single time. It's like you know who Tommy is, and when Tommy shows up, it's gonna be a bad day for somebody. Which he's is a that? tremendous one, actor too. Which one is that? Which one? You just named five of them. He he's in Power Book Force, which I now, think is four. Wait, no Power. Oh, wait, I'm confused. Is this a this is the series? Is it one series? So, so is Power the original? Yeah, that's with Fifty Cent. That's with um, Omar Hoderick, okay. however you say his name, and Joseph Sakura. And then it branches out from that. And then you have Tommy, who owns his own, which is Power Book Force, which is uh, four. 
That's his series. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, and the big Meech, is that that's a true story, right? He's a real guy. So they put a disclaimer in the beginning, which I love. It goes, by the way, a lot of this stuff is all made up and possibly some of it, a lot of it actually happened as well, which is funny as hell to say. Just like, just so you know, possibly a lot of this actually happened, but also this is just a TV show. So, you know, just keep that in mind. Two, two reasons for that. One, lawsuits, like yeah. you don't want to misrepresent somebody. And also B, if a crime is portrayed that is yet to be solved, you're yeah. not saying it actually happened. It could just be something you, you wrote. That's pretty smart. Yeah, yeah. Where is this on? What chat? What like station? Stars, stars. It's yeah. on stars. Stars has a tremendous amount of power too. Like every time I'm watching a, a show or a movie or something else, it'll end, and I'll be watching the credits, and then the promo for some star show, one of the power series, uh, comes up. So I, I guess I don't know if stars like has a whole bunch of networks, but man, their shows are popping up on a lot of different networks. The, the trailers for them. Oh shit, man! I'm watching Yellowstone. I'm digging that. I'm watching that with my wife, and I'm watching. I binged 18 fucking 23, which was the prequel with the that's straight up Cowboys and Indians. And uh, with and Sam Elliott, Sam Elliott is a Cowboys. That's four, five stars right there. And then uh, 1923 with Harrison Ford and fucking Braun from Game of Thrones. Timothy Dalton just showed up. Fucking party. I'm enjoying all the Yellowstone. And I'm watching those two by myself because my wife's not into the Cowboy shit. Which but, one is Yellowstone? That's what Kevin Costner. It's fucking awesome, man. It's really he's a cowboy. He's a cowboy. He's got he's got like a bunch of um. Uh, he's in where is he in Colorado? Where the fuck is he? What kind of cowboy? What kind of cowboy? Oh, wait, no wait, about? Montana. He's in Montana, I think. They have money from something. There's a lot of money from yes. something. He's got a lot of land and like like the um people want the land and it goes from there, you know, bikers and fights and. What, what kind of cowboy though? Is this a straight cowboy? Well, listen, kind know, of like a modern. It's a modern day cowboy, not like a total. Day, but those other ones I told you with the seat with the with the prequels, those were the real cowboys. But these are the they're modern day cowboys. But it's okay. a lot of like mafioso stuff going down. There's people getting killed yeah. and shit. And it's, ah. it's just a really it's a really well done show. You I'm know, to check it out. And you're still. I mean, I know you're injured now a little bit. You're, you're rehabbing and you're thinking about. You know, we'll see when your when your next bout's gonna be. But you also dabbled a little bit with the acting, though, Funkmaster. Yeah. No, how yeah. much are you putting anything else into that? Is there any like classes you're taking, any courses or anything you're doing with that, or just? Uh, I was advised to take some classes, which I'm not opposed to doing. I was just traveling around so much it was hard to sit still and actually do that. But now I got some downtime. Um, I did a movie that's supposed to make the festival in February, hopefully. I, I got like three or four speaking lines. Oh, um, nice. I'm in it with Dean Thomas, which is pretty cool. This um, is Rory's movie. Rory. Uh, Rory. Yeah. Yeah. Rory Carp. That's right. From looking for a fight. Yeah. Wyman is in it too. He threw, he threw us a bone on this one. So it should be good, man. I like the, the trailer that they sent us and I'm excited about it to see how it comes out the whole thing. And I think if they piece it together and edit it the right way, this is going to be a fun storyline, different than what people are normally used to seeing. And it'd be cool for us to kind of get our feet wet and do some other stuff. You could always get a, an acting coach too. If, if you're traveling a lot and get classes are hard to make because of where you are, you mm -hmm. could have somebody like that, that. It's almost like taking privates that just kind of spends the hour with you and can help you. So your schedule, you can kind of do what you got to do and not have to worry about leaving training for a class. Uh, 
that's that's uh, groundbreaking. I didn't know. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, yeah. I've used it. I've used a guy uh, in New York for many years, and he teaches classes and he teaches auditions classes and all this. He's very good, but he's great if you just need someone to go over lines with you or something. He runs them back and forth with you. Give you could try different options. It helps a lot. Okay, that's good to know. How are you yeah. like? What does he say? Like, in your, he said gives you like mental notes on how to remember stuff or how to express yourself. Well, you know, he'll just ask you questions or say, hey, maybe maybe keep in mind. He'll give you something to keep in mind. Um, the audition class, because I suck at auditioning. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. The audition class he used to teach was on-camera auditions. So you'd be in front of a class and you'd be doing auditions, and then he makes you watch them back in front of the class. And as a casting director, he shows you where you lost it. He's like, right there, your eyes go down. You're out of the scene. Like, he, he shows you how you look on camera and where guys fuck up when they're auditioning. And you have no idea what little things can wreck an audition. Wow. Apparently I don't either. Cause I constantly still wreck them. So apparently yeah. I didn't learn much. <laughs> They're very hard to do. I hate them. <laughs> Man. I, I think it'd be too stressful. I have no, no, what I would like to do. I told you was that fucking voiceover shit. Yeah. That was fun. I should pursue that. I got to take my own advice. I got to give me, I'm enjoying life too much. I gotta, you know, how they say, don't get comfortable. I'm, I'm having sure. a, Aljo, I taught two classes today. Do I look up? Do I look like I'm stressed? <laughs> I like it. Fucking reversals with the fucking bread cutters. Sorry. <laughs> I like the bread cutter. Jimmy. Yes, sir. Rotted arteries. I don't give a fuck. I feel sometimes like a big cat on a bull. And I get on the carotid arteries and they're trying to move like this. You ever see like a big cat on the neck of a bull? Yeah. Okay. What were you going to say now, guys? I was going to ask Aljo, you have a yeah. place there and you have a place in New York. Yeah. Okay. I like the fact that you have that long microphone. That is so awesome that you have like a little, that's how what people are doing now. Everyone has like a nice setup in their house because this is kind of the way to make some extra money when you're not, you know, fighting. Yeah. I agree. I think it's um a good avenue. And I like talking about the fights, man. That's why I call the show the weekly scraps because the fights are literally almost every single week. So it's nice to get to just break it down. And I feel like I learn a lot from it just by talking about it and analyzing them. What what's a fight as just as a fan that you want to see? Just as a fan that I wanna see. Just yeah, just some of you I'm sure you love to watch, but is is there one in particular that you're like, this is something I would really, really like to see? Um, I always wanted to see Dominic Cruz versus Jose Aldo. Mm. I felt like because both guys were champions at the same time back in the WEC, came over into the UFC, won their belts. Um, you know, it's too late now, but that would have been a great fight to have watched both those guys in their prime. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, and UFC is really good at putting fights together that people want to see, but then there's some you look back on. You're like, yeah, that would have been, that would have been nice. Um, who do you think Cyril gone fights next? Wow. That's an interesting one. Cause no one knows what's happening with John Jones. Everything I feel like is kind of revolving around John Jones and Francis. I don't, I mean, I Megan Olivia was on uh, a couple weeks ago or whatever. And I said, I don't think he'll fight again. And that's just only an opinion. I have no inside information and I want him to fight again. But it's been over two years already, and it's like you're not even seeing anything on the horizon. We keep hearing, yeah, six months from now, six months from now, and then there's not even a rumor. So, um, you know, I want him to fight again, but it's like, you know, you only have so many years. 
in, in, in especially for fighters, right? The, it, there's so many prime years and there's a lot of his years he's not been fighting. I really, really want to see, and I want to be wrong. I want Jones to fight again, but I would love to see him against Cyril. That would be my ideal matchup. Even more than Steepy, I'd rather see him fight Cyril. I, I would love to watch that matchup as well. The only thing that kind of puts a damper on it is, is just like he beats Cyril, then it's kind of like, well, you didn't beat the champ. And that's kind of where it is for me because I know how the fans could be. Like, just as a fan, I would love to watch that matchup just to see stylistically yeah. how Cyril Gaon deals with John and how does John deal with, with Gaon and his movement. Um, we know Francis is going to be there um, to be hit. And we also know if you get into his vicinity, his space, he can send you to the Neptunes. And that's why I want to see that fight. How does John deal with someone who can actually seriously KO him um, and not just KO him, like KO him bad. You know, that's the, that's the danger level in that fight where Surugani, like he'll touch you up. Um, good footwork. It's, it's fun to watch. Um, but the most dangerous one for me that's most exciting is John Jones versus Francis Ngannou. I know. He should be the, should be the champ, Surugani. Shit. One failed leg lock attempt laying down with that leg cost him the title doesn't people don't realize like oh look how francis adapted and and uh, that fifth round he won that fifth he didn't did he win the fifth round he fucking blew it yeah he had to fight one and he laid down with that tree trunk of a leg and all francis did was like oh i'm gonna get on top and he's <laughs> the champion and everybody's like wow what a genius really he fucked up yeah he did in that fifth round it's like, all right, man, it comes down to who makes the right moves. No, for he did the right move. He took him down without taking a shot, and he blew it. <laughs> and then he blew it. It kind of reminds me of a guy named Piotr. <laughs> yeah, he blew that, too. And then the rematch came, and that didn't work out. Yeah. What do you think about that, though? Peter Jan, I don't like that when he lost to Sean O'Malley, and I know there's different takes on that fight. And I was fine with the decision. And I, remember I saying, thought Jan won that fight. I thought, and I thought, and we watched it at the watch party, Jimmy, I believe. And uh, we did, I believe. And uh, people, by the way, people are liking our watch party. I didn't get to watch it yet. Jimmy, we did a watch party, me and you. Yes, I never watch anything I do, so I'll never I, watch it, but I'm happy. I didn't. Look at, look at Aljo. Look at nice. he's firing his belt. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. <laughs> it's fine line. Um, get in the shot, you know? Yeah, of course. But my point is, Peter Jan was, after he lost that decision, he's like, ah, oh, I'm going to leave the UFC. They don't respect me. I have my back. It's like, dude, what are you talking about? You lost to Aljo. You didn't win that fight. Don't say you won that fight. You didn't win it. Yeah. And then uh, and then you you lost this decision. What are you going to do? I mean, I, I don't want to be a dick. I'm not going to say don't cry about it. But what are you fucking, you know, cry yeah. about it? <laughs> yeah. Well, plus, right? UFC, this was, who else said that, Matt? It was also, uh, oh, my God. Uh, uh, yes, uh, yeah, uh, Uncle Live. Just saying the UFC, but they don't. The UFC is not the judges are not UFC hires. Oh, and that, oh, who who said that again? Uh, Magomed Ankalaev. I'll just just remind me. Yeah, uh, listen, yeah. he was getting his legs kicked off. He's got to relax. You know, <laughs> that's another one. I was okay with that. I thought the guy who was too kind and too nice about that whole situation was Jan Bohovitz. He could be like, you know what? Yeah, fuck you. I like the decision. Yeah, hey, you ain't dancing tomorrow. I'll tell you that much, Magomed. <laughs> yeah. I, I told you, Matt, I thought Jan, in a way, talked his way out of the idea of a rematch because he was so humble and honest that instead of just going, I have to watch it back, um, he's like, oh, you give it to him, give it to him. And, and it's like, even though there's a real honesty and integrity in that, it wasn't the smartest move for business 
to say that in the moment because then people are like, all right, fine, we'll just give it to Glover and Jamal Hill. You say we'll he should have them- went Patty the Batty. Not <laughs> crazy like that. No, because that, that you lose respect in the other way where people go, how delusional are you to think that you won that fight easily? I mean, just take that fucking one and, you know, and thank go, God oh. for it and walk away. Yeah, say, hey, it was a tough fight, very close. Um, I'm glad I got the decision. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Is that a new shirt? Oh, yeah. Let me see that. You know, yeah, I, I don't know if you notice about me. I like shirts. Funk master. What does that say in the middle? Give me your tears. Give me your tears. And there's a jar that, well, you want tears in the jar. Yeah. I, it, I made oh. this for the Yan rematch. Shit, man. No, Very come nice. On, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Pressure makes diamonds. And now you're the champion. How does it feel, man? Don't it you feels feel glorious. It feels good. I tell you that. I mean, the only thing is, I, I know people are like they can't wait for me to lose. I'm like, listen, man. At some point, sometime you you lose. Everybody loses if you stick sure. around the sport long enough. That's why I don't put any stress on it. You know, I just take life day by day, and I don't take myself too serious. People get so like butthurt about me. I don't get it. I really don't get it. But you have lot like. You know, you were doing, uh, you were on, I, I believe, quite a streak, if I remember correctly. Um, you were looking really good, then you had a couple of losses, and then Mariah, so you went through a tough time. It wasn't like you just yeah. sailed luck, you know, you went through, I think it was either three out of four or, 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 or uh, three out of five fights, and then you went on another amazing streak. Like, so people who act like you need to, you've already lost, and you came back from that. So, you know, you, you, you did that, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you can't please everybody. That's life. Shit, yeah, man, don't even try. I'm glad you're getting your bicep fixed. I used to have two of you. Come on, man, it's disgusting. I was in a picture the other day. They're like, What are you off the TRT? Because I was on this side, so, like, <laughs> so this arm looked weak. They're like, Oh, what happened to that TRT? Meanwhile, look at this cocksucker. Anyway, uh, Alto, I like the fight with you and Henry Shahuto. That's the fight I want to see. That's the fight. Because listen, I like Sean O'Malley. I like these other guys. Sure. I think it's exciting. I think it'll sell some tickets. But, you know, but what Henry's accomplished and Styles make fights, I don't think it's going to be that. I don't think it's going to be that super competitive. I think you, you're going to fucking strangle him. That's what I think. I mean, I could be biased, but sure. it's what I, I, I think style wise, it's bad for Henry. Really bad. Yeah. I don't know. Is that, but that is, that is the fight you're having next, right or wrong? 
that is what we've agreed to verbally. And uh, I agree with you. I, I do think I have more ways to win than he does. Um, his wrestling isn't really like a dangerous style of wrestling. So I don't even get what he keeps talking about this Olympic medal. I'm like, I would rip that necklace off your, off yeah. your neck and shove it up your ass. Like, what are you talking about? And it's, I, I'll strangle him with his Olympic gold necklace. How about that? I think you'll be able to find his back. A hundred percent. I mean, if he engages to wrestle, I'm going to Houdini some way, somehow, and I'll be on his back and he's going to be like, what the hell just happened? It'd be like an anaconda grabbing a mouse. Houdini, the, um, the, the, the rappers, no, the, the rappers, no, not the rappers and not what the Jawas say, Jimmy. I know you get confused with that when they go, Houdini, and they shoot. Oh, I can hate the Jawas. <laughs> Jimmy, I'm a grown man that watches Star Wars. Okay. Back to some of the day. I want to ask Aljo, because listen, we have him here. He likes to talk to fights. Islam Makachev versus yeah. Alexander Volkanovsky. I want to know. I never asked you about it. I want to know your thoughts on it. I like Volkanovsky's chances in this fight. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say why. And people are gonna think I'm hating on Islam. Islam is very, very good, very dangerous, very technical. But when you have a guy who's also good on the ground, hard to hold down, like Volkanovsky, we've seen him getting taken down by multiple people. He gets back up, and he's very explosive. I don't know if Makachev has fought anyone who's explosive and technical, and I think that could be the difference. Um, I'm not saying Volkanovsky is going to win, but I think he's going to shock a lot of people and show that Islam is just like everybody else and puts on his pants the same exact way we do. Yeah, but how about going up 10 pounds? I mean, I know he was heavier, and I know he played rugby heavier, but again, you're still fighting a guy who's used to fighting at a higher weight than you are. Does that make any difference? I, I think it makes a little bit of a difference. Um, how much of a difference? Uh, I don't know. I, I think Volkanovski has where, – where I see Islam is dangerous, it's a little bit different type of grappling from, like, Brian Ortega or a Ronnie Yaya. Uh, he's more like – he takes you down. He's just strong wrestler. He's got the Sambo background. He's got the, the thing that they now call the Dagestani handcuff, which is just a, a wrist ride that we do in wrestling. And I think when you look at it like that, you can see how this fight is a lot closer. And yes, he did submit Charles Oliveira, but that was after weathering him down. It's not like he went out there and submitted him in the first round like he did to Dan Hooker. If he had did that, I'd be like, okay, this guy's a god. He walks on water. <laughs> um, right. But uh, I, I think... That fight showed that he is still beatable. And I think um, it takes the right style. I don't know if anyone in 155 anytime soon is going to be able to beat him. Maybe Darius can make it compelling. But I think for Volkanovski, he's so good with distance and management. He's going to be very tough to grab a hold of. And I think his striking is going to be better than Islam. And if he can take the fight into later rounds, I can see it being a, a, a very close fight. Yeah, uh, and Benilla, Benilla, it seems like, does not get the respect. People don't have him in the conversation. And again, I think it's probably because a lot of the, he suffers from the Leon Edwards, the nice guy syndrome, which is people just like you, he's a nice guy, and he's not saying anything that is really shitty that in a business sense makes you want to see him win or lose. Do you know what I mean? Like, And I think that a lot of times nice guys have that, uh, where they have a harder time getting people to push for them to fight because they're not saying things that are making the fans completely polarized. I agree with that. And I think um, he spends most of his post fight talk 
more about Jesus and yeah. church than more about like who he would like to fight next. And I think that shoots himself in the foot. When you're on that mic, man, like granted, people could say, oh, you're not the best on the mic. I, I know I'm not the best on the mic. I just say what comes to mind. Like when I'm on cloud nine, I say some wacky shit sometimes and that's just me. I'm, I'm okay with that, but I get my point across and I tell people what I want. And I think he could do a little bit better of a job in doing that. Cause I do think stylistically him being a natural 55er, yep. his grappling is very pressure based. And at the same time is it's, it's BJJ base where I think um, he's good. He's got good enough wrestling where he makes it a very competitive fight with Islam as well. And I think the striking is where he would probably excel. Cause I think he's just a little bit more polished than Makachev. And I thought Makachev outstruck Oliveira. Yes. But when you look at the technical way of how he was striking, you can still make the argument that Benil Darius is a better technical striker, like cleaner, more crisp. Um, but Makachev is effective. It gets the fight to where he wants it to be. And that's why I think uh, Benil, just talk a little shit, man. Sprinkle a little. If you want to talk about Jesus and all this stuff, do that. But sprinkle more of this trash talk in there. And you can still be respectful about it. Just sure. say why you think you can win, who you are, what you've done, and stay like, hold your ground in your territory and, and stake your claim why you want the next shot. Let right. me tell you, he was in Abu Dhabi saying, if I could say one thing, the most important thing is to find Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't, I think he's, I don't think he gives a shit. He's about the mic skills. I think he wants to spread the word of, of Jesus. Cause that's his thing. <laughs> and then he's going to go build a village in fucking Guatemala. That's what his, he does shit like that. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? He doesn't care. There's no way he's going to be a saying, hey, listen, fucking just break out the red panties. That's not going to be beneath. <laughs> not, <laughs> not happening with him. You hey, know? No, but he does hate that he hasn't gotten a shot, though. He, he does notice, like, he does dislike being looked over. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, he's not happy with the fact that he's not in the fighting next for the championship conversation so it, it kind of in that way you have to kind of balance it because it is a business as well it doesn't mean he has to sell out who he is or deny talk about christ but i mean i would also like aljo said look for this is who i want to fight next and this is what i, th I think i'm going to do it got to keep it interesting uh, on some level yeah you know like I, I don't think he gives a fuck but i'm with you on i i agree with you you should you know shit man i'll fucking balk in that mic let me ask you uh, Corey Sanhagen versus Cheeto Vera. I want your thoughts on that. That's what I want to know. That's an interesting fight. That's a hell of a fight, I think. I think it's going to come down to who's locked in all the way through the fight. And when I look at that one, I see... And Cheeto might think I hate him. I, I really don't hate Cheeto. Cheeto's just always angry at me for some reason of late, ever since someone asked me about... Um, the leg kick that he caught Sean O'Malley with. And I said it was kind of fluky, but he threw it and he landed and he beat him up. He did his job. O'Malley did not. And uh, he got butthurt about that. But I will say in this fight, um, Cheeto's a slow starter. Um, his boxing isn't the greatest, but he can kick like a mule. Um, he's got crafty BJJ, but his wrestling is pretty butt cheeks. Um, so then you got Sanhagen. I think he's a crisper striker. Well, he's got I'm better. Sorry. I'm sorry. You said butt cheeks. He's an AKA. He's ass. Oh, his, oh his that's better. I was going to yeah. say, I love butt cheeks. His, yeah, his I'm an ass man. His I'll wrestling say. pedigrees. Yeah. His wrestling pedigrees is, is ass. I would say, I don't think it's very good. Um, I would say 
Um, Sanhagen, better striker, crisper. Um, cleaner kicks, like the way he throws his clicks is um, more clean, where I think Cheeto's more variety. He'll throw that crescent kick, that hook kick. Um, the knees, I don't know if that's going to be a big factor from Sanhagen, but I think his footwork, the way he slides and glides, he's now mixing in the wrestling to slow you down, mix it up, and make you think more. Um, he's not fighting a Song Yudong, who's a big, powerful puncher. He's fighting Cheeto, who plots. And if Cheeto doesn't get his shit together, I can easily see Sanhagen running away with this one. Because I think the grappling department, they're relatively even. Um, the wrestling, I would give the slight edge to Sanhagen just because he's been doing it a little bit longer. Interesting. Like working it a little bit longer. I don't ever see Cheeto like showing that he's working wrestling. I see. And I maybe he just doesn't show it. But you see Sanhagen, he talks about it and evolving his game you don't hear cheeto making those claims so when i see that and i put it all together from an outside perspective what i only know on the surface i feel like san has got the better tools to win i'll tell you even though it was it was the longest fight he did look prepared for frankie's wrestling like i remember him sprawling a couple of times with frankie and i'm like ooh, if i remember correctly I frankie remember took him frankie. down every round did he really? Well, then maybe I'm shot. I thought he took away a lot of those takedowns. No, did he, did he get taken down by Frankie? Yeah. Oh no, Frankie did get him down. That's right. Yeah. And then he didn't know. So what the fuck? Well, I'm way off then. I thought he took away some of those takedowns. Did he? Towards yeah. the end, I think he took away some of them. I I, I I think Cruz might have tried to take him down a little more than he normally tries to take people down. I think he stopped oh. Cruz's takedowns more so. Maybe that's what it was. But I hear what you're saying. There is times in the past where you've seen him on his back and yeah. sometimes even accepted. You know, I remember that when he fought that English uh, fighter that the name's escaping me. But, you know, he's been on his back a bunch and next thing you know, he ends up finishing the guy. But uh, that, that could be a rough way that you could lose a decision. You could drop a decision that way if you spend too much time on your back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even his fight with Rob Font. Font, Cruz, Edgar. He was losing literally pretty much the majority of those fights until he landed a big shot to knock those guys out or for font fight where he dropped them at the end of the round with like 30 seconds left, maybe a minute. So he can't fight Sanhagen like that because Sanhagen is more durable. I don't think he's going to drop Sanhagen the way he's been dropping these other guys. And I could be wrong, but what I'm pretty much saying is this is a very interesting fight to see how these guys match out with each other. But I still think, Looking at it on paper, I think Sanhagen just has more tools to win. And he, I like his interview where he said, um, just based on how he strikes, he just doesn't see himself getting behind the eight ball and uh, dropping, the, dropping the bag and, and allowing Cheeto to come back and get back into the fight. And what do you think is, uh, who's next for Marab? Um, Piotr Jan, I mean, that's a fight I would love to see. Uh, any word on that? Or, or what, do you, what do you think would be a good fight for him to take? I think the Jan fight should have been the one that they should have made. And if I'm not going to fight Henry, then maybe the Henry fight. Henry against uh, Marab. Yeah, or give um, give O'Malley to Marab. I, I'll fight Henry or O'Malley, give Marab one or the other. And then based on what happens in that fight with me, I think if I were to lose, knock on wood, then Marab jumps in there to the fight for the title. I don't think he should be fighting backwards. If he fights backwards and risks losing, and then if he beats the guy, it does nothing for him in terms of like, these guys are fighting other contenders. So now they get to jump him because they fought another contender and they didn't offer him the contender. That's not right. fair. You know what I mean? So they should do it the way that they should be doing it, which is Marab is number two. 
give him somebody else within the top five. He gets his chance. He if he wins and I win, we I go my separate way, like I said, go 145 and we figure it out from there. But I think you give him a you push him down. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. He's taking all the risks and you're not promising him anything. Right. Yeah, there's a few. I mean, there's Piotr and there's also, again, I, I know uh, uh, Marlon is fighting, but there's a couple of fights there that, are, that he has a couple of really good. That's one advantage to being the guy like him who nobody really wanted to deal with until they had to deal with him um, is that there's still a lot of really, really interesting fights left. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Marab's a guy that I think people fight when they have to. Um, he's just a guy that you know he's dangerous. He never gets tired. Nobody wants to fucking put up with that. Like, it, it, it's it's a it's a high risk fight for anybody to take. So I yeah. think that's one advantage to him now is that even not fighting for the title, there are really big name fights left, like really high profile fights left for him. I agree. You know what else is exciting? I think I know a show that you'll like. Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone. Did you ever hear about that Tulsa King? No, no. Oh man, I've seen promos for it. Dude, it's pretty good. It's fucking good. Sylvester's a mom. I'll, I'll give you a little, a little a summary. Sylvester Stallone gets out of prison doing a long fucking term. He was like a mob fucking a mobster, right? He didn't he didn't rat nobody out. So he was he was away for a while. He comes back. They kind of want to put him out of town, so they put him to Tulsa. And there's some drama going on. He's and he's just he's. He's Sylvester Stallone as a straight up gangster is fucking awesome. It is awesome. It's it's what you think it is, uh, how he fucking carries himself and everything. And he's a badass and he's in his 70s. It's fucking awesome. It's pretty fun. I got one more episode left. So uh, Tulsa King. Tulsa okay. King. Yeah. <laughs> I like I think my buddy uh, Dominic Lombardozzi is in that. Um, he's very good. He was in The Wire. He played Herc in The Wire. I never saw The Wire. Oh, really? It's great. I tried to watch a little of it and there's some court stuff and I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to get into this. But maybe I'll go back into it because it's on HBO Max. That's great, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, well. Uh, so, Aljo, when are you going to start rehabbing this arm or do you know, what is your process from here? Uh, I'm already a week in and um, I see an orthopedic tomorrow. Okay. I got PT today and this entire week. Um I'm just going to try to go in one more time and, and see what they think again. And it's really just taking it day by day. I grappled yesterday. Um, I felt good for the most part. Then some, some spots I will feel the bite, the sharp pain burning. And it's really when I pronate my wrist, when I turn. So even when I hit pads and I snap my wrist to turn my knuckles over, I feel I feel the, the tightening of, not the tightening, the, the, the pain in the bicep. So, so you, you're basically testing it to see if you can avoid surgery, but if you can't, then you're going to have to do it. No, nah, I'm not going to get surgery. Oh, you're not? No. Nah. I mean, th that would just be to re-anchor it in, but it's not fully torn. So I can rehab it. Okay. It just depends on how bad of a grade of a tear it is. I think it's like, I think it's grade two. I'm not exactly sure. I have to go back and look at the files. Out of? I did see, they don't really explain all that to me. I just oh. know... That's all I know as far as like my terminology goes for it. Grade two. And uh, I need to just figure that out and see what's up, man. And hopefully it's like maybe a two week thing. And I just have to take two weeks off of no physical activity other than like running and riding the bike maybe. And hopefully that does a trick. And then if so, then we could be looking at April. So I would have left it at grade two. I would have gave you a follow-up question to try to make you look silly. Jimmy, that's a doctor. He's not a no, doctor. It's not, I don't He's know. He's a because... champion of the world. He doesn't have to know what the grades are. 
But if it's grade two out of three, that's a bad tear. If it's grade right. two out of five or ten, it's not as bad. So I'm, I, I didn't, I don't, I'm trying to gauge how bad it is. I don't know anything about this stuff. You're yeah. right. I'm putting my sword away. All right, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to determine how I, I can't we're looking at. And but, I did stem cells twice. I did stem cells uh, twice to the uh, same area. They yeah, shoot them right in there, huh? Yeah. The good ones are the fucking ones from the, the states here. <sighs> the ones from the states. Jit man. You got to travel. Like I, I literally, I I want to go somewhere where they just use a whole bunch of really good stem cells. If, if I have an injury, I'm supposed to go to Colombia, but they said they couldn't take me until like late April, May, which is I don't understand. I'm like, can I not like cut the line somehow? You're the fucking bantamweight champion of the world. Wait, did, tell him. Just tell him. Did you did you just call up like a regular guy, or did you tell him, "Hi, this is Aljamain Sterling of the UFC. I'm holding my bantam bantamweight championship belt." Yeah, well, they they know. They just, yeah. They're that busy. Cool. Yeah, they say they're busy. That's really what it is. I mean, I, I might, you know what? I'm going to reach out again and see if I can maybe accelerate things. Can you have someone reach out for you? Because people can say things that you can't say. If you have someone reach out for you. I don't know who would do it for me. Maybe Hunter, Dana. Someone at UFC. Yeah, I would ask someone at UFC. I mean, because they can go, look, this kid is the future. He's got to, you can't say that about yourself. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. It'd be super awkward. Get, oh, yeah. Longo. Get Longo to do it. No, don't put me on hold again. You anyway, don't get Longo to do it. He might not have the patience. The fucking listen. <laughs> fucking Aljo, man. Listen, you got the world by the nuts. Yeah, and uh, that's pretty much it, man. We're gonna. Well, I'm gonna how, when are you gonna be back in town? You there for a little bit? Um, so I met the the NBA, um, the Nets owner, Ooh. Joseph Sai. I met him out here in Vegas at one of the lacrosse games. He actually owns a team out here in Vegas, which I didn't even know we had a professional team, and he owns the one in San Diego. Long story short, he invited me out to come to one of the games courtside, and um. So I'm planning it because I did tell Becca I'm going to come back towards the end of this month for like a week. And uh, I'm going to try to come back, go to the game, hang out with the wifey and uh, continue physical therapy as well and um, go from there. And then we could do Eddie's or we could do Vincent's, whatever you guys want to do. Awesome. Hey, whoa, you're throwing Vincent's in there. Why Vincent's? Oh, Vincent's like a good. You, you've been to Vincent's, right? I've been there. Why? You, you, you like it? Oh, it's amazing. Maybe we'll do Vincent's instead. I know they don't have the pies, like the thin crust, but yeah. their food is still pretty, pretty damn good. Now I'm getting hungry. All right. I'm going <laughs> to, Jimmy, I <laughs> yeah. fucking taught a lot today. I'm going back later for the kids class. Now, well, that's awesome, Aljo. Let me know when you're back in town. We're going to do that, man. You know, and good luck with getting on the power universe. I see that you're yes. training out there. I saw your Instagram. It's good that you're keeping the blade sharp. You know what I mean? I'm trying to. It's just only so much I could like push. Cause it, like I said, it just hurts, but I try to like, when I do feel the bite, I try to like maneuver the position a little bit. So I'm not feeling it as much. So. Yeah, we'll right. Show up by strangling little birds. Get guys like Jimmy. <laughs> okay. Strangle them. I'm hard to strangle. <laughs> really? I don't, yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't show up. For conflicts. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. Aljo. Talk Aljo, to him, buddy. Wait, do you want to have the plug? Oh, sure. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. What do you want to plug? Uh, just my podcast, The Weekly Scraps. Should have an episode coming out today. And uh, hopefully one Wednesday for the fight card this weekend. And that's really it. 
Follow me on Funkmaster MMA, all channels, baby. Aljo, we're hanging soon, man. I miss you, buddy. Miss you guys. Get some rolling. Definitely, man. Hit me up, man. With the Vincent or Eddie's, we'll take a poll. <laughs> and whichever Mongo wants to go to, we'll go to the other one. All right, brother. <laughs> Later, Funkmaster. Later, guys. Talk to you soon, pal. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. And I want to promote, uh, Matt, tomorrow night I will be on uh, Fox, uh, Gutfeld, and Wednesday. I'm sorry, on what? On what? On Gutfeld, Greg Gutfeld show on Fox. Oh, what are you doing on there? It's a panel show. It's it's very, these are news topics and it's funny. So I'll be on tomorrow, Tuesday night. And then Wednesday I'm here at the Fat Black Pussycat in New York doing an hour. Thursday I'm in Fort Worth, Friday, I mean, sorry, Friday, Fort Worth, Saturday, Dallas. I do cameos still. Oh, good. Me too. How, do you still do them often? Not often. I think I went through all my fans. <laughs> I did one the other day, and this guy wanted me to just read. The, and it was like saying some stupid shit. So I kind of said it. I'm like, oh, man, this guy goes, this is what the guy wants me to say. And this and that. And Big John will beat your ass. And all this kind of silly stuff. And then the guy wrote me. He gave me one star. Why? He gave me. Because I didn't. I didn't it was horrible. He had me read this stupid shit. So I'm not going to sell my soul to fucking fucking play out some fucking and then say this and fucking throw a fucking there. It's like, hey, dude, what are you fucking a director? Easy there. Fucking you you can always turn them down. Yeah, but shit, man, I got some kids. I'll fucking bullshit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't deserve one. I don't deserve one star. All right, Jimmy. I understand. You know, I love you, man. I love you. Bro. I will see you soon, dude. Yes, sir. Goodbye, everyone. See you in a couple days. Bye bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.